0: You're listening to First Conyers Daily Podcast, Daily in the Word, with Pastor John Mark Oliver. Well, good morning. I hope you are with me this morning. I just got a message that uh, the connection was sketchy. And so if you are online with me this morning, just give me a thumbs up so that I know that I am actually recording. That'll help me out a lot. Today is Wednesday, May the 25th and I'm gonna wait for, hey, good morning, Leah. So I guess I am connected. Um, I'm gonna give it just a couple of of seconds here for folks to get on. I hope you had a good night's rest. I actually didn't. I woke up around, I don't know, 3.30 this morning just wide awake and uh, when he came on in early, um, I I think I was just distressed and um, all the weight on my heart and mind with the incident yesterday in Texas, where we know that 19 children uh, died and two of their teachers died at the hands of a uh, confused and uh, uh, young man, and it came on the heels of what had just happened a little over a week ago in Buffalo, New York, at, again at the hands of a young man. And uh, if you're like me, we've we've all kind of searched for answers in in this and other instances. Uh, just alone in in April in the city of Chicago, over 50 people lost their life to violence, handgun violence. And I know there are a lot of people that have well-meaning answers, and um, unfortunately, many jump on the on the bandwagon of trying to make strong political statements on both sides of the aisle. Um, really, in a, in a time that I see as exploiting the the deaths of those innocent children. However. Uh, it kind of leaves us with the question of um, boy why and and I'm not sure that we'll have a complete answer on this side uh, but as I was praying through last night and this morning the, the word just broken hearted kept coming to my mind and, and as I prayed for the parents of those children I prayed for the grandparents of those children I prayed for the family of those teachers the families of those teachers that lost their lives and I um, prayed for the apparent grandmother, it seems, as of the young man had killed prior to going into the school. And as I prayed for the families in Buffalo at the hands of, of that young man, and um, just brokenhearted is the only word that continued to come to my mind and my heart. And and knowing the the pain that we all feel, I don't think there's there's an American that doesn't feel pain over these instances, Um the, the question still remains, why? Um, and I, 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 was, I was comforted by the words of Psalm 147, verse 3, where the psalmist writes in, in revealing to us the nature of God and who he, who he is. One of the things he says is that he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds and, and that is a hope that, that God does heal the brokenhearted. Some of you that are watching this morning, you've experienced brokenheartedness over situations in life that just seem as though they'll overwhelm you and take you and you'll drown in them. But we hold on to the hope that God does heal the brokenhearted and he binds up the wounds of those that are suffering. And um, it brings us to that point of, of suffering and you know philosophers throughout the years have tried to answer the question why, why does humanity suffer and uh, many of us as believers oftentimes grapple with the question um, wh- why is there suffering in the world if there's a loving God then, then why do others suffer and the simple answer to that is that we, we the reality of the world in which we live the world that is broken Uh, in every respect because of sin uh, it brought about suffering and we will continue to suffer in this life until jesus comes back and he establishes his kingdom and his rule and his reign Um, but really i think there there are kind of two sides to suffering if i can offer this a little bit the first thing let me say that that god understands suffering Uh, god himself became a man he humbled himself in the person of Jesus Christ and he suffered at the hands of sinful man and he suffered a brutal death uh, rejected and despised and the father witnessed his own son suffering at the hands of of evil men and so God understands suffering Jesus is acquainted with all of our sorrows he he experienced those things. We have a God that relates to us in, in those manners. He subjected himself to a fallen world, to suffer at the hands of, of the consequences of sin. And I was reading this morning a little bit on, on this idea of suffering um, by an author that I'm, I'm reading currently, as a matter of fact. Uh, and he states that that some would also would call um, suffering the royal road to experiencing the deeper things of God. I was talking with someone yesterday and with the suffering that they're going through currently in their life right now, and we concluded the fact that it's in those times of suffering that that we can respond one or two ways. We can either shake our fist at God and ignore God, uh, kind of have the idea that we're living a Christian life, why are we suffering these kinds of things, but... Living the Christ-following life, never, never, God never guaranteed that we would not suffer or face conflict in our lives because we are Christ-followers. As a matter of fact, um, he teaches something opposite, and the Apostle Paul teaches something opposite to it as, as well. Um, and Jesus said that, that if, if, if they hate me, they'll also hate you. Um no servant is greater than his master. Jesus suffered those things. We we too will suffer in this life. Paul puts it in this way, if I paraphrase. He said this statement about three different times in his letters that that we have been called uh, to suffer on his account. And so it's not a question of whether or not we will suffer, but it's the question of how do we respond to suffering in life? How do we respond to brokenheartedness over the incidences that i've mentioned this morning the shooting in buffalo the shooting in texas yesterday uh, the 50 odd individuals that have been murdered just in the city of chicago in one month how do we how do we respond to the suffering well um i i think we realize that that while god is not the author of suffering we can never conclude that god ordains this kind of suffering but suffering happens like this because again we live in a fallen world we live in a sin-wrought world and i'm not sure we really understand sometimes the depth and reality of living in a a world infected and affected by sin that every part of this world that we live in is affected by sin and none of it that we see is what was in its intended purpose when God created it. We do have the hope that God will one day return through in the person of Christ and will restore a new heaven and new earth will be created. And so we have that hope to look forward to. But in writing about suffering, this author uh, makes a point that, that we cannot escape suffering. None of us should have the idea that, that we will not be touched by suffering in some way in this life. C.S. Lewis referred to suffering as as God's great megaphone, meaning that it's in that time of suffering that it seems as though God blasts his megaphone and he seems to get our attention through those suffering. Um, Philip Yancey writes that, that it's, it's the gift that nobody wants. And we might think, what does he mean by it's the gift that nobody wants? Well, he goes on to elaborate that the gift of suffering, in that sense, is what draws us nearer to God, draws us to the deep waters of God, and draws us in closer fellowship and relationship to God. M. Scott Peck called pain and suffering the road that was less traveled. And uh, A.W. Tozer said that uh said this about he called it god's night ministry and he goes on to say this slowly you will discover god's love in your suffering your heart will begin to approve the whole thing you will learn what all the schools in the world cannot teach you that the healing action of faith without supporting pleasure You will feel and understand the ministry of the night, its power to purify, to detach, to humble, to destroy the fear of death. You will learn that pain can sometimes do what even joy cannot, such as exposing the vanities of earth's trifles and filling your heart with longing for the peace of heaven. And so... I think one way that we might respond to the reality of the heartbreak that occurred yesterday with those little children, the teachers, and also the incident in Buffalo, et cetera, is, is to recognize and pray that God would use our suffering, use the suffering of, of, of sin to draw us nearer to Him. I find it kind of ironic that oftentimes we as as individuals and we as a nation only tend to to draw near to God in the midst of suffering and just perhaps God would want to use this suffering to draw us as a as a nation as a people together to him Um, but in order to do that we've got to turn off the the radio we've got to turn off the television because there are always those that are wanting to exploit these things for their own ends and we as believers, I think we need to seek God in this instance and other instances like this to, to hear God's voice, to hear God's answer, if you will, in the midst of suffering. And if I conclude at all that I've said this morning, I think that in the midst of suffering, uh, we can without question conclude according to God's word that that God, while he's not the orchestrator of suffering, He's not the originator of sin. God cannot sin, the Bible says, nor does he tempt anyone to sin. But the hope is, is that God uses sin. God uses suffering. God uses those things in life so that we might have our hearts turned towards God and know the true and living God. And that through that, we might be able to share with others the true and living God and in our experiences of suffering in this life that we're able to share with others while yet none of us are immune to suffering none of us are being touched by the the ravages of sin and and the consequences of that but but god has used that so that we might come to know him his grace his love and his mercy all the more as we have received comfort from him in the midst of those things that we cannot find human answers to as i was Thinking over this this morning, there's an old hymn that came to my mind that is an exhortation to us that that we need to stay near to Him and we need to stay near to Him on the cross, that He suffered the ultimate death in our place so that we might have eternal relationship with Him. It's an old hymn called Near the Cross. Jesus, keep
1: me. A precious fountain, free to all, a healing stream, flows from Calvary's mind. shall find peace beyond the river. Near the cross, a train Some day. have fun The goal. Yeah.
0: comfort and peace and grace uh, console your heart today as we continue to pray for those families of yesterday's instance those families of the instance in buffalo and and, and may, may we pray that that our nation would turn to seek god uh, to answers answers are not going to come through politicians answers are not going to come through government uh, answers are going to come through the redeeming hope that we have in jesus christ and and with that let's pray that god gives us an opportunity today to plant a seed to sow a seed of the gospel in somebody's heart and life today as people may speak of the incident when you come into contact with them assure them that there is a hope and that hope is only found in jesus christ it's not going to be found in this world share with them your story of how you found that hope and How God enables you to, uh, to, in the midst of suffering and persecution and those things, uh, to hold to the hope that we have in the future. And if the seed has already been planted there in somebody's heart, that God would give us the wisdom to know how to cultivate that seed. And if God, by his grace, would allow us to see somebody saved today, uh, that would be glorious. I encourage you to share this Facebook video on your feed with others so that they might perhaps find comfort through some word of god and and just um, some some wisdom displayed there the other things that are read this morning may god bless you and keep you i'll see you tomorrow morning have a blessed day thanks for listening to our daily podcast for more information about first conyers visit our website at firstconyers.com